Hey, everybody, we're glad you're joining us today. We have a lot of great Christmas talk that goes on today. We talk about some family traditions that you may or may not partake in with your family and your children. So you may not want to have all of this discussion played in front of your children. So just a fair warning, nothing graphic, nothing crazy, but we want to give you a little warning before today's episode. You're still going to love it, though. Tell all your friends and family. We're glad you're here. Here we go. Welcome in, GPS to God. We are glad all of you are here. Make sure you hit us up on the old uh, email machine, <laughs> mailroom at gpstogod.com. You can check out the website, gpstogod.com. That's it. But uh, we're glad you're here. Christmas is rolling up quick. Be here before you know it. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But first, the introductions. Let's start on the other side today. We got J.C. Swafford. He's back with us again. That's Thanks right. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Appreciate it. Show number three, episode three. He's keeping count. I mean, not, <laughs> not many people do that, but no. he is. He is absolutely <laughs> keeping score. I, I don't want to answer that question. I can't remember how many. Remember, like on Saturday Night Live, they have the guest host. After you have so many, you get a special jacket. That's what I'm working towards. Whatever, whatever the prize <laughs> might be. Members only jacket coming Members up. Members only. <laughs> Next to him, we got Ryan Gotro. We got Zach Edson with a nice, uh, I don't know what that material is, but nice looking hoodie. What is that, velvet? It's almost like (laughs) alpaca. (laughs) And Daniel Sanders, last but not least. And, well, I guess I'm not last. If we shout out to the producer, too. We got Adam Howard over there making things happen. Making them happen. Pushing buttons, sliding slides, all that kind of stuff. Hitting switches. Click, click, click. Just, just mute Ron. He'll be asleep here in a minute. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for being here. We're glad you're here. We are all in the Christmas spirit. We're ready for a vacation like a lot of you may be, but, uh, you know, we're here for your enjoyment. Listening enjoyment. Entertainment and education. <laughs> we, we get all three. I don't know about the education part at this table. <laughs> the stretch. We got uh, movie quotes being thrown out already. What is that, Velvet? Velvet? Yeah. Ryan has no idea what that's from. Nope. I'll give you, uh, I'm going to see how many actors I can name that are in that movie. And then we'll see if you have any light bulbs that go off. The hard part is well, two actors played almost all the characters. Well, that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Let's go with Eddie Murphy. Okay. No, not ringing. No, no guesses yet. I know Eddie Murphy is, but no. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a bad start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all know my record with with movies. Okay, we're we're just saying if maybe that's changed. We always nope. want to give you a never uh, a chance Guaranteed. at redemption here and mm. still strike. How many out. characters did Eddie Murphy play in that movie? Uh, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll have to get back to, <laughs> to that. that. <laughs> but all right, so we got Eddie Murphy. Uh, you have his r- running buddy, Arsenio Hall. He doesn't know who that is either. He does not. I know who that is, but no. What is he? Well, like, where do you Arsenio. know him from? This is going to be Hold bad. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he have a talk show? He mm. did. Yeah, there he we did. go. Yep, there that's, what, that's what I know oh, him from. Yeah. That's about it, probably, I think. Go. He's yeah. probably a comedian at there some you point. Know. Mm-hmm. That, no, I mean, not a comedian. what he's most well known for. Okay. The Arsenio Hall show. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. President. Elect. I don't know if he was elected yet. He, uh, Bill Clinton, was running as was he the president already, or he was running for campaigning for? I think he was already the president when, when he, he played on, the saxophone. When he played saxophone? Yeah, yeah. I, that's a good question. There, there's no point continuing. Maybe I have he no was. clue. Because <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that the 
I did not inhale. Is that when he made that declaration? That would have been, yeah. He was elected in 92 the first time. So, mm. so. 92 and 96. So, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. Mm. Let's go with Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is, yes. <laughs> he did not play Darth Vader in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nothing? No. Still nothing? Mm-mm. Um. Uh, Eric LaSalle? Is that the guy's yeah. name? There's yes. no way yep. he's going to yep. know yep. that. No. Um, the robber in, in the McDowell's restaurant. Oh, uh, Samuel Samuel just gave it to him. You just gave it to him. No. No. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson was in well, this movie. That is, yeah. When no. you said McDowell's, that, that's, that's <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's. Uh, does McDowell's <laughs> ring a bell? <laughs> no. Is it rhyme so no. in any restaurants that you think about? <laughs> no. Uh, how, how, patties too. <laughs> how about the soul glow? The soul glow <laughs> ring a bell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just no. give it to him. Just no. You make no. him watch it too. Oh, that's I'll, not gonna happen. I will watch it. But no. I have I still gotta watch the other one. I gave him a bag of ten movies and he never watched it. <laughs> Was it did they make a, a three month old a now? I don't have time for yeah, movies. Part two he, came out two yeah. years ago, I guess. Yeah. So. Something recently it came out part two. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Coming to America. So me. I know that movie, but I know I never saw it. Never saw either one of them. Comment below yeah. how ridiculous that is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have a life. I don't have to watch movies. I mean, it's only 30 years old or more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 88. 88. 88. Oh. So, uh, that came out when I was See, in college. I, was, so I, wasn't even, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no rebuttal now. No, <laughs> I do. Uh, I mean, you know. Those movies are still available to be watched, even today. They sure are. <laughs> and they're going to continue to stay on whatever streaming service they are. Or VHS. I knew you were going with VHS. I think, I think I've got it on DVD. But it would do no good for me to bring it to you, because you're not going to watch it. Did you have it. to convert it from like a VHS to a DVD? <laughs> no, I, I think they sold it they sold as it like that? a DVD. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm. Along with the other 10 DVDs I brought you that you did not no. watch. I know. Speaking I'm guilty. Of, uh, I still got to watch Monte Cristo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Count of Monte, Monte Cristo. Cristo. Yeah. It is a good movie. Speaking that, of JC's college um, experience, I was speaking about that the other day, maybe yesterday, to uh, some uh, people. We were talking about you were a college baseball pitcher. I walked on at Tennessee Tech. Um, Still counts. Yeah. And uh, I, I I always tell this story just to humble, you know, like I'm something great. You know, and, and I think across three years. I pitched a total of like 22 innings, maybe. Um, I did give up a grand slam against Georgia Tech in Atlanta. I came in with nice. the bases loaded, and that score changed in about two pitches. Uh, that, that was somebody else's fault. <laughs> those are I didn't put those people there. Yeah. No. Um, and also uh, got to appearance against UT. Got three up, three down. That was on local Kukul TV, so I have that at home. Oh, on, that's some footage. Uh, yes. It was VHS. That's converted to a disc, so at least you can play it on a DVD player. Uh, and uh, let's see, what was the other? St- oh, the other story I love to tell. I'll, I'll get my mom with this. So, um, of course, we were Cookville. We came down in the fall. We didn't play Vanderbilt in the regular season for some reason, but we played them in the fall. And, and the fall schedule is usually about thirty games or whatever it was. So we're playing Vanderbilt, Nashville. I call mom and dad. Said, "Hey, we're coming down. We're playing Vandy tomorrow afternoon. If you want, to, dad wants to come out after work. Y'all want to come? You know, do that." So okay, we'll see. You, whatever. And. Uh, uh, of course, mom didn't have a car, so dad had to drive all the way home, get her, and go all the way back out to West End from Lifeway downtown. But uh, 
funny thing was, we were, I was at the, it was the last inning. We had a lead or something. I can't remember what's going on, but I was just warming up, getting ready to maybe come in. I see the mom and dad come walking off in the distance. So, you know, I waved at him, and then some of the guys on the team noticed that. But as mom got closer and closer, I noticed, you know, I think y'all all know, for people in here, we're big Vandy fans in our family. So it was a cooler fall day. So mom comes walking up. I'm warming up for Tennessee Tech to go into the game, and mom has on a Vanderbilt jacket. She <laughs> said, I, was, I thought it would be cold. I just grabbed a Vandy jacket out of your closet to come on to the game. And so, my mom shows up when I'm playing for Tennessee Tech in a Vanderbilt jacket uh, as we play Vanderbilt. So I was like, who are you for, Mom? So Show, Showing her true colors. That's right. I always I like to share that story. I would have told the guys in the bullpen, what you didn't know is I've been recruited by Vanderbilt. Transfer portal is uh, not a thing Not yet. a thing yet. I'm making it happen. Yeah, playing for Vandy back then wasn't a big deal either, though, because yeah. they're not nearly as good as they are now. So, yeah. One more thing that he did not touch on. This is what we were talking about yesterday. JC has a baseball card. A college pitcher has a baseball card. I do. And I have seen I didn't it. know that. Yeah, and I can't locate it anymore. There's only one floating around, oh, and, and I don't know what I did with it. But uh, are you going to cover what's on the back of it? Is that what you're That's what the you're only hitting? thing I remember. <laughs> I mean, the Internet's undefeated. There's yeah. got to be one out there yeah, somewhere. I, I think I've got the house somewhere. I, I don't mind sharing it. I think it's a great laugh. But, you know, when you first show up, you know, the sports information people come out, and they give you a sheet of paper. What are you likes? What are your stats and all this? And you fill all that out, and I did all this. So my baseball card came out. It says – he would love to meet Jack Nicholas. He loves to watch Alf. <laughs> he loves watermelon <laughs> and hamburgers and Van Halen. I believe it's the, the full. The full Alf know. is what I remember. Alf was hot back in the 80s, late 80s. He was the talking animal. The puppet was great. So I was with uh, Jay and uh, Matt. You guys know Jay and Matt. Our listeners have seen Matt on here before on the Preachers episode. Mm. But. Uh, we, I was talking about Alf. I was like, yeah, I had his favorite TV show listed as Alf. And Jay knew the, uh, he knew like, oh, that's out. Yeah, he was from this planet. And that, that, that. Like, he knew all the details. Of it. Right. Alf stands for alien life form. Planet Melmac. He loved to eat cats. Uh, and I could go on. I understand show. why now it's on the back of your baseball card. <laughs> wow. Oh, fantastic. That yes. is great. Do you have no idea what he's talking about? Google that. You'll mm-hmm. see. That's Long snouted brown furry, yeah. Real yeah. name is Gordon Shumway. That's another <laughs> little piece of information there. Just dropping hints over here. Yeah, fact check me over there. If, I, don't know if you <laughs> I don't think he needs to. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any more questions about an <laughs> 80s sitcom named Alf, email JC at. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, man, that's impressive. Oh, that is funny. impressive. That is too funny. Have you ever heard of Alf the TV? Okay. Yes, I have. You've heard yes. of it. All right. Yes. Wow, I'm, I'm impressed by that. Alf is back on like commercials and stuff too, though. Like yeah, recently. made a resurgence here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what commercials, but he's been on some commercials. Been on some random brands. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was on like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie or something. Like, was he? I don't know. I know they had like Howard the Duck and stuff, <laughs> and like some background scenes for <laughs> those movies. So, I don't know. How are you, how are you up on Alf, but not coming to America? I've seen it before. I can't help that. I don't know. Don't know. Well, uh, that has nothing to do at all with what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to make this non-smooth transition over to the life of Jesus. That is is the topic today. More specifically, the birth of Jesus. Christmas time is is upon us. And, uh, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. We're just going to talk a little bit about his birth, the time leading up to his birth, maybe 
you know, the, the manger scene or maybe some uh, of the time just after he was born. But uh, we're just going to, we all brought a talking point or two just to, to highlight that. We may even pull Adam over to a microphone and let him say something. He didn't know. He had zero prep time for that. But uh, start studying, Adam. <laughs> we might uh, get his perspective here. Uh, maybe. We don't know yet. But uh, that's it. That's all we got. Who wants to go first? I mean, when I mm. when I think of Christmas, I think of uh, you know Jesus in a manger. I think about how how he came into this world as just a you know the perfect child, and uh, you know you think about how simplistic a manger is, um, and what that meant at that time, and how that relates to the the Christ, right? And I just uh, it's just amazing to me. You think of a king, and it's like, oh, there should be all these robes and garments and everybody should be coming in with horns and, you know, just all the things. And it was nothing like that. I mean, it was just in a manger with shepherds around in a field being told by other angels to come. Hey, the crisis here. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it just seems so against the world of how the greatest person to ever walk this planet was born in a manger. That's you know, if I would have thought, I would have maybe tried to get a, a – a little video from Hugh Ross who came on <laughs> and let him give some background on like the Christmas star from mm-hmm. a scientific per- perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that? That'd have been cool. Yeah. But what a good I thought about that right <laughs> now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Ross. Shout if out. You, if you're listening, <laughs> hey, yeah, call in. Mm-hmm. Let us know. <laughs> call in. If you have not seen that video, that is still a great video. One of my favorites with Hugh Ross mm-hmm. when he was on and man. Did you see that? Did you? Watch I did that? not. Man, you you need to go watch that one. Watch the, loads watch the loads one before. Of the one before. Uh, the ghost. <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We Again. had a little. Uh, yeah. I did catch that. He, I mean, I'll ask you off camera who the the non show person was because I think I never figured that out. But. I mean, I think the cat's out of the bag. It was Hugh Ross. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Sorry, that went over my head right there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, some some miscommunications and whatnot, and he didn't show up the first time, but he showed up the second time, and uh, it was was worth the wait. That was good. It was good. Mm. But that would have been cool. Like, Yeah. I'm glad you thought about that right now. (laughs) You know, it's been a little busy. I understand. You're talking about the manger. Uh, I've seen some commentaries before where that was common practice, right? If if there was no room in in an inn in a hotel, mm-hmm. that they would go out into a cave or something that was on site where the animals were, but that was still the lowest of the low place that you could be. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, when you think about that, I guess conceptually, I think about animals coming to there to eat. And then how many references are, you know, the the shepherd or he feeds, um, you know, that whole symbolism of that um, is, you know, what what Christmas is about to me. I mean, I think about the simplest thing, um, but the greatest gift. Just amazing to think about. Something that strikes me, strikes me, is even before he was born, you know, Herod hears Mm -hmm. about this. King Herod hears, hey. There's a baby coming. They're saying he's the savior. He's this. He's that, and he's like, kill him. Everybody two and under. Every get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. And just the, the, you know, g- during Jesus's entire life, before he was born, everything, you know, Satan is attacking him through multiple 
uh, people and, and scenarios trying to get him to lose, which we know he can't, right? But still just a never-ending war against Mm-hmm. What the a love and peace of Jesus. What amazes me about that that whole thing is like he with that with him being a king, his status. If someone told me that, I'd just be like, whatever, dude. I, I'm 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 up here. There's nothing about that. I don't care about that. But he he believed it, so obviously he went out and still t- tried to take care of that to to get rid of all the babies and everything, right? I mean, in those days, even up through like the Middle Ages and stuff, every king or queen monarch. Mm-hmm. Was super um, power hungry. I guess power yeah. hungry and, and always, always worried. Power, like always worried about yeah. who's coming after me to take over. Yeah, but to and, and you know killing me and all my <coughs> sons and everybody who might cl- have a claim to the throne because yeah. yeah. I mean they're they're always on guard right for every threat. I don't know. It was just them. me saying like this baby that hasn't even been born yet or that's about to be born. He's gonna take my job, so I you know I don't want to be in that situation. Even like the uh, um, monarchy in England, right, which is maybe the most famous right, in yeah. the world, right? You, they are just figureheads. They have no real authority no anymore. Power. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, which I, I don't fully understand as as a non-British citizen, <laughs> right? You know the the all the tie-ins and all that kind of stuff, but. I mean, they're they're figureheads and they have a f- official duties they perform, but it's it's just for national unity and symbolism and yeah and sure whatever. <laughs> so many of the kings too, like they're so paranoid they would have people to drink or taste their food before it got to them, just cool. for fear of enemies and that kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. And I was going to pitch too, since you brought that up. You know, we've been watching follow the following the Messiah. Uh, from Right Now Media in our Sunday School class. And I, I recommend that. It's very entertaining. It's a video series, more or less. So we discuss it a little bit, but we spend, it's usually video links, 20 to 30 minutes. But um, like the very first session, I went back and watched that because we were going to talk about this tonight. And um, you know, they went back and they go to the church in Nativity there in Jerusalem where they think the traditional birthplace of Jesus was. And then 12, 14 feet to the right of that is the manger area. And... Um, it's like down in a cave, like you said. And so th- during this series, um, they go through all these different places where Jesus had walked and did miracles and those kind of things where they pretty a pretty good idea of, of where they are, but it's really neat to see. And you mentioned Herod. There were actual burial chambers underneath and down below that church from the first century where they think Herod, you know, obviously killed in fear. And, and it wasn't thousands of kids, but what they were saying back then, there was probably, you know, just a couple of thousand people in the area. So probably dozens or so of, of kids under age two, but still sad to see. And Significant percentage. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, But it's really neat to go in there, and that's something me and Jean have been talking about. We hope to do that one day. She's been able to go to the Holy Land, and uh, I, I definitely want to do that and see those places because it's really pretty cool to see those. Jeannie is J.C.'s wife. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we have enough... Um, Containment to to allow her to come beyond. <laughs> I would love for her to be on this podcast, but Jeannie is high energy in a good way. Yes. In a good way. Yes. But uh, Amanda Mundy, who has been on here before, is Jeannie's sister. Right. So the uh, Jeannie did get a mention not long ago uh, when Amanda was here. Actually, it's when uh, Adam's wife Brittany was here because they were talking about middle names. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they brought up Jeannie's middle name and Amanda's middle name, and 
Brittany didn't didn't think they went together. So oh, really? that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> she didn't tie it, huh? Yeah. Well, I I thought what what's Jeannie's middle name? Uh, Lynn. Lynn. So they were talking about uh, Amanda Brooke. Is it mm-hmm. Amanda Brooke? And, and I was like, you, I made a face or something. And she said, I said, well, I just didn't. I'm not sure if that went together initially. And then Brittany was like, no, it's no, no, no. <laughs> little, little cat fighting in there for you. Mm. Yeah, man. All right. Again, awkward transition back to Jesus. Let's, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that struck me of, of Jesus in physical form really being persecuted his entire life from a baby on until he was on the cross. Right. You know, and, and you think about Mary, too. I mean, she was 14, you know, and they, the word is betrothed, mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, to Joseph, where they were planning, you know, in the year's time they're going to be married, so they're planning all these different things. And then, of course, you get an angel just appear to you out of the blue and, and say, hey, new plan here, you know, <laughs> and, and what she went through. And, and it, it kind of mirrors what, you know, our choice in following Jesus, you know, we're going to follow we're persecution and hard times and people are going to think things about us that may or not be, may or may not be true, but uh, it's important to hold, you know, our, our go back to our faith and, and you know, our, and Jesus and, and what he means to us when we're, you know, going through those, you know, and things in our daily walks. I don't know in today's time if, um, if somebody would come up to you as, you know, and, hey, I, I didn't do this to have this child right mm-hmm. and if you could persuade somebody like oh god gave me this child and i haven't you know yeah different different times yeah. <laughs> well i mean yeah. just look at um how much more stuff today we are desensitized to oh yeah oh yeah right that would shock someone back then of you do what <laughs> or people do what, what? <laughs> you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and, and so even today that you're engaged someone is engaged to someone else and then the the girl turns up pregnant that's still a shock today mm-hmm. and back then when they didn't have all this other crazy stuff going on even a bigger shock and more culturally significant mm-hmm. today it is still a shock but people gloss over it it's like all right see you later but in their society that was a huge thing mm-hmm. being pure Yep. and stuff uh, for your spouse, your future spouse. Well, one of the things that I wrote down was like with that situation, like Joseph's reputation was ruined during that time because he could have had her killed and he decided not to. Yeah. So. Just the social, I mean, yeah. everyone expected him to cut mm-hmm. bait on her and see yeah. later. Yeah. Uh-huh. And technically at that time he had the right to, like per those times he had the right to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some would say per Times today, you would have the right to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't want to go by today's standards, that's for sure. No. 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 So a thing that, something else that caught me with, of just a significant, I mean, the most important person, God in man form, but still a person, was Jesus, ever, ever to walk the earth. But just the impact he had before he was born, King Herod and stuff, chasing after him, and even after he was born. This is Luke chapter 2, verse 36. A prophetess named Anna, daughter of Phanuel, I hope I said that correctly, (laughs) tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. 
she never departed from the temple, worshiping, fasting, day and night, prayer, day and night. And coming up, she gave thanks to God in that very hour to speak of all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And then Mary and Joseph show up at the temple. Anna's there and starts praising everyone, letting people know this is our Savior. This is our redemption. So even, you know, how he is recognized from, like you said, the animals, shepherd angels appearing to shepherds and be like, hey, y'all need to go check that out over there, all this kind of stuff, and just how much of an impact Jesus had in the world around him mm-hmm. right? from the time he was born, before he was born. Yeah, and it, it was prophesied for years, you know, and, and now he's here, and so that's one reason why Herod was very threatened mm-hmm. for sure because he saw those things coming to light. And this is way fast-forwarding because uh, I have a separate Bible study that I'm in on, on Wednesday mornings. And just to think of the impact of his life from the beginning and before his time, and then today we ended with him on the him on the cross and the crucifixion and the, the robbers that were on both sides that were also being crucified and how one of them came to know Christ at that moment. It's like, you know, he's he's had an impact before. He's lived out this whole prophecy and even to the end and you're thinking wow like all of that is in here right like it's all all truth um and so just like what you said from a baby all the way to the end uh, it's just just crazy to think about so we have adam here with us and so i just want to know with being a new believer what are your what are your thoughts on christmas from being before not being a believer to now you know, I think the best way that I can put that is is in taking the time to read through the New Testament and look through the New Testament about the the birth of Christ and our Jesus and 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 what he went through is it's a lot different than what you see painted on TV on Hallmark cards and in Hallmark movies. Um, so I think that was the biggest eye opening thing to me is is just how much Hollywood paints it to be this glorious picture and it was glorious time but it wasn't all rainbows. Um, as you said, you know, the king trying to kill him and, and, you know, you, you know, you see the, the thing that sticks out in my mind mentally is, is that, you know, everybody gathered around the manger, but you know, the three wise men probably didn't even see him for the first year. So it's just completely different. And, and, and I think it was well worth taking the time to read the new Testament to kind of understand the difference between what they're painting and what's realistic. Right. Yeah. So easier question. So what was Christmas like before you were a believer? No, it's just another family. day, right? It's it's all about a jolly old giant red man that comes <laughs> down your chimney and drops off presents, and that was that was what Christmas was about. As as Fano's wife Lori would say, I don't understand why we had let this guy in our house to leave us <laughs> presents. Like somebody should call the cops on that guy. <laughs> you know that that, but that's what Christmas was about as a kid growing up. It wasn't about you know it wasn't about Jesus. It was about hey, I get a lot of presents, and mm-hmm. and this is a great day. Um, a lot, a lot different now, knowing and understanding uh, the meaning behind it and, and the way that it, it actually and what it is actually ce- celebrating. And that's the same for yeah. me, too. I, I became a believer later in life, too. And, you know, Christmas Eve spe- service now is, is just so special. And when you hear a holy night song and Mary, did you know? I mean, it just carries a totally different meaning after you have time to read and learn and you've been discipled by folks that uh, have been so great to come alongside of you and, and kind of guide you and direct you it's 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 
just a totally different thing. It really is. You're right. They're a lot different than just really cool songs and great songs mm-hmm. that, that Pentatonix plays. <laughs> you know, now yeah. they, there is actually a meaning yeah. that you can understand behind right. them. And that, that really opens your eyes that as a non-Christian growing up, you, you don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat. I, I became a Christian later in life, but I ask you both the same question, like, and I don't mind answering it either. But like, how do y'all? How has since you've been a Christian impacted the way you lead your homes for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, are there just different traditions or different things that you will do now, knowing this? Then, hey, it's all about the gifts, or hey, it's all about you know. Well, I will say this: this is going to be the first Christmas, right? So, how are we going to change it? And you know, me and me and Brittany have had a lot of talks about, you know, do we do we keep Santa Claus, you know, or do we do we go to, you know, the wise men, you know, they brought gifts. You get gifts because the wise men brought gifts for Jesus that were a significant meaning. And I don't know. We'll figure it out. We haven't really got there yet. Um, we are going to come to the to the Christmas Eve services. Um, so we'll see where it goes. But I can tell you that. I want it to be different. It's it's not going to be all about you. Stuff. Hey, you get <laughs> presents yeah. and yeah, right. So yeah. I don't. I'm not quite sure how we're going to do that yet. Yeah. But yeah. we've discussed a little bit. And you know, well, of course, I married into the first family of Parkway there <laughs> years ago. So uh, you know, that really formed and shaped me too, along with my relationship with Christ. Uh, you know, we were we're here, and my family's going to be here, especially on Christmas Eve. And if service falls on Christmas morning, then we're having service, then we're going to be here as well, just because you you it's a special day, and and you you know you think about the Creator of the universe came to save us. I think I can get get here. You know, the least and, you could do is do that. It's yeah. the least I could do. It's yeah. It's a common theme around my. We're getting ready for church on Sunday mornings, and people are not getting out of bed so well. I always say, "Well, the Creator of the universe is waiting on you. You need to come on. And let's move on here." And so, love it. But uh, it it is. It changes things, and I, and I'm excited for Adam, and uh, you know, I, and I'm thankful that somebody took the time to make sure that uh, you know I knew Christ as well. Absolutely. I, I think about my stories much like Adam's. I mean, it was just another day. You look forward to all the getting together with family and. and and the gifts, right? And now, now that I have a, a little one at home, Zoe, that uh, you know, trying to instill values in her that don't really reflect, you know, the the gifts, right? Like, uh, you know, she knows that you know we're going to read the Christmas story the night before, come to Christmas Eve service, um, but instilling those for her to have a foundation to look at is is more important to me now mm-hmm. than you know, than the stuff. I mean, yeah. it's just, just different. Yeah. Yep. You you want to bless your kids and you want to give them everything you didn't have. But the main thing you got to start with is the gift and that's Jesus, you know, and that's, that's the way to go for sure. Absolutely. Amen. Well, I will say one thing that was kind of, so I, I went and got some random facts or whatever that were what people now will say, well, this is what happened. But when you go and look at it really, and you start putting some clues with it and start to look at that, you realize that's maybe not the truth. So, like, one of the things you said was, like, the wise men. Well, the wise men weren't there. A lot of people say, like, the wise men were there when the, when Jesus was born. But really, he was sent, and it took him, like, two years to get there. So, really, he, they, they were there when he was, like, two. So, but you don't really hear that very often, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the other things that I found on there, or I found was, like... Um, it's funny you say that. Nobody yeah. has sets up a nativity set and then leaves the wise men, <laughs> yeah. like... yeah. Journey yeah. back there. Like, like get the binoculars out. They're way, they're over there coming. But then like another thing was like uh we celebrate this in December, but 
I don't think it was done. I don't think he was born in December. I think it was more like in a springtime. And so, like, what I have wrote down is, uh, so we celebrate his birth in December, but most likely he was born in the springtime. Um, in the year 336 A.D., Emperor Constantine established Christmas to be on the winter solstice. Um, in Luke 2, it talks about the shepherds abiding their fe- in their fields during springtime. Sheep gave their birth la- gave birth to lambs, hence why they would be out in the fields at night in case there was a birth of a lamb occurred, and that's why they're out there. So maybe it didn't happen in December. It actually happened more like in the springtime. Look at you. I know. Oh, yeah, knowledge. I, I show up every once in a while. That's, that's called Google. <laughs> it was Google, but I had to dig a little bit. Come on. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that goes along kind of with what yeah. you're saying is, is that I think the thing that so far has caught me the one of the biggest surprises. It was it was Bethlehem. You know, you've always known it was in Bethlehem, but you yeah. know, it wasn't like Bethlehem was this big giant city. It was it was pretty much a no relevant city. Back in that time, yeah. and that's where they chose to have the King of Kings, and yeah. um, I think that that's a that's a pretty interesting fact, considering that he could have been born in Jerusalem, the holy holy town, and he or the holy city, and he wasn't. And if you you know, obviously we've all had kids here, and you think about a special, you know, when you had you in there to witness your child being born, if you've had the pleasure of doing that, uh, I've been there twice, and so. Uh, it's really unbelievable, that whole process. But you think that just doesn't compare. I mean, there's nothing in comparison. And you think about, just like you said, the wise men being led to come later, This the angels and all that they did and, and foretold and told, you know, the, the whole story. Uh, uh, it, it's really hard to get grasp your mind around it, actually, at some point in time. But you know the faith is there and you know the Savior is there for us. And uh, yeah, that's just... It's really humbling to me the whole the whole story. And I think about you know something that Ryan said. You know, does it matter to me that if it did it if it you know we celebrate it in December if it was in spring or you know yeah. were the wise men there were they not like it's there's things that are just unexplainable in this book that just there's a faith element and yeah that's 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 good enough for me mm-hmm. right and exactly uh, you know that, that's just uh, kind of what you said about Hollywood and people making you know the time and the scene. At some point, I just I choose to believe this, and the details are not that important to yeah. me. Well, needing binoculars to see the wise man doesn't make for a good movie, right? <laughs> so. Not at all. Not at all. So. I'm sure Ryan wouldn't have seen it anyway. He wouldn't have watched it anyway. I don't know. That movie, I might have picked up. I might, I might have had to get into good old Netflix or something to come get that one. No. I just remembered a family tradition, too, that I, I totally forgot about, but my mother-in-law, Miss Beverly Moore, uh, has a birthday cake on Christmas Eve uh, yeah. for, yep. for the kids, and uh, we we My sing happy, we sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, and because uh, he's he's coming, and uh, that's something that, that. Uh, it's really, you know, some people say, well, yeah, but it's yeah, it's a celebration, and it's the right way to celebrate it, and and it gets you away from the gifts for a while. You want the kids to be excited about Christmas Day, and uh, but uh, it, it puts it in the right perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I think one of y'all should sing uh, "Mary, Did You Know?" As we leave, I second that. <laughs> All right. We get enough votes for it's Ryan. Time, to it's sing. time for me to go now. <laughs> now, one thing I do know is that I'm I'm very grateful that God decided to have to ha- let Jesus go with Mary, like for Mary to have Jesus, because she took this you know nobody, this teenager from out this outsider from Nazareth, and basically said, 
if she can have the like the, he's he's for everybody. It's not for just these high and mighty people. It he's for everyone. So that I just I love that. I was going to read a Bible verse, or one came to me as we were talking about the lesson this week. It's from uh, Luke chapter one, verse thirty-six. And when uh, you know Mary was getting all the instructions from the angel on what was about to happen, and you know she just had to be floored and think, "What in the world?" And I'm fourteen, and what people think, and that kind of thing. Mary answered. She said, "I'm the Lord's servant." Mary answered, "May it be to me as you have said." And she was ready to follow and do. Uh, a glorious work, actually, and uh, to her, we're very thankful. And then, obviously, she's a big part in in what we believe in and, and the Christmas story. So, I thought that was a good scripture. Absolutely, love it. Well said. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, well, we love you. God loves you more. We're throwing a lot Still of shade on Ryan on this time. Whatever. What do you mean a lot of shade? It's every single episode is a lot of shade. Well, I'm just, I was We're taking it easy on you that time. I was under a time crunch because I knew you had practice. We haven't been able to make it work. Practice? Practice? You about practice? <laughs> how, are you, how are you up on ALF but not coming to America? I've seen it before. I can't help that. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Action. No, just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to me and put on the spot. Guys. Right. <laughs> so basically not to put you on the spot, but with being a new believer, how with with now what you're going through and everything, what do you think of the difference? Be, hold on, I'm trying to think how to write how to weigh this. Sorry, I'm I'm on the spot trying to think of how to Pl- say it. Please leave all this in there. <laughs> no. No. Outtakes one on one. This is for the blooper show. I hate doing this stuff. Send us home, Ryan. Wrap well, it up. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. I think we're done here. Uh, um, again, go and check our website. And uh, what's what? I just went blank on what our website is. <laughs> GPS to cut.com, I think. I'm not, oh, I'm not used to running this. I mean, you've only said you've been on here 50 episodes. I mean, I don't, and I don't do it. <laughs> uh, Hey guys, we're glad that all the yeah, I'm speaking like Ryan now. Yep. Here we there go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done doing this uh, podcast. Nah. Thanks for listening to GPS to God. Make sure you leave a rating or review on whichever app you happen to use. Also find us on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to our channel.